and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. That wasn't uh, smooth. No, it wasn't. <laughs> not at all. Welcome back once again to the Bread and Circuses podcast. I am Rooster here with Crow. Hello. Crow, do you know the definition of recidivism? Uh, Mr. Wordsmith. By the way, I let you get away with one last time. You did? Yeah. Okay. Recidivism. Noun. No. <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, I kind of, but I, I probably give a, a shitty Well, you and Bill definition. de Blasio are the same because Bill de Blasio doesn't know what the hell recidivism is but either. But he, he used it in a sentence though, didn't he? Yes, he did. Uh, so <laughs> Bill de Blasio let some prisoners from Rikers Island out. Okay. Uh, 1,400 of them to be exact. And about 3% of them, which is not a huge number, but still, 3% of them went out and committed crimes again. Ah, so that's recidivism. Yes. Okay. When you let offenders out and, and they, they reoffend. Reoffend. <clears throat> So, here was his statement. Uh, it's unconscionable that Rikers Island inmates who were released due to coronavirus concerns are committing new crimes, Mayor Bill de Blasio said Monday. I think it's unconscionable just on a human level that folks were shown mercy, and this is what some of them have done. What the hell did he think they were going to do? Well, I mean, it's just like if you put up uh, this premises bans guns, then they shouldn't bring guns. Right. So de Blasio said the number of reoffenders remains relatively small and the city was buckling down, let's quote, on monitoring and supervising uh, released prisoners. You know what would make it easier to supervise them is if they hadn't been let out in the first place. Uh, we do see some recidivism. I have not seen a huge amount, but any amount is obviously troubling. Wait, if it saves one life, <laughs> then they need to stay in. Uh, we're going to just keep buckling down on it, making sure th uh, there's close monitoring and supervision to the maximum step possible. And the NYPD is going to do keep doing what they're doing. I'm sure the NYPD... What a fucking is, idiot. I know. More than 1,400 city inmates have been granted early releases due to concerns about the spread of coronavirus inside jailhouses. So let's let them out, you know. The po New York Post reported Sunday that at least 50 of the newly released Rikers Island prisoners were rearrested for new crimes in recent weeks and in some cases were cut loose again. Uh, the Legal Aid Society, Bronx Defenders, and other legal defense groups have been petitioning court since the outbreak of the deadly global pandemic. Can we stop calling it that? It might, by definition, be a pandemic, but it's not fucking deadly. No. It's not killing any more people than anything else does. Uh, arguing that inmates, particularly those who are older or have medical conditions, are more vulnerable to the deadly bug within the confines of the city jail. I don't, I don't disagree, but that's part of what happens when you give up your rights for not being able to live in a polite society. The releases have helped drop the inmate population at Rikers Island under 4,000 for the first time since World War II. City officials said last week that more than 300 inmates and 500 correction department employees have tested positive for COVID. I'm tired of hearing about who's tested positive. I want to hear how many people died. Yeah. That's what I want to know. Because uh, our governor, and we don't want to fill this whole time up with COVID stuff again because it's getting old, but our uh, governor, Tim Walls, went on TV the other day and said, keep in mind, the state's locked down, tons of people out of, out of work. We have 160 deaths as of Tuesday, yesterday. That's being recorded on 22nd. Uh his he so 160 deaths guess how many are in nursing homes probably like 90 percent of them 113 so the state is completely shut down over 47 people dying you think maybe maybe we could refocus efforts on the nursing homes and the elderly and the stay home risk? stay safe take care of your neighbor from inside your house you know we don't want to go out. You don't want to go out there wantonly murdering people yeah. with your stealth. And, and I'm virus. sorry. This whole social distancing and quarantining bullshit. 
according to the CDC and Fauci and all these fucking experts, was not supposed to stop the deaths from happening. It was just supposed to flatten the curve and spread it out. Right. So fuck you. Uh, Wait, are you saying fuck you to me? Yes, I'm looking right at you. So Sweden. <laughs> well, fuck uh, you then. Sweden's been getting flack um, because they decided they're not going to do the um, quarantining. They're just going to let people do their, their business and they're just going to deal with it. And then death started happening and people are like, see, fucking Sweden. See? Because the uh, countries around, like the Netherlands and other countries, did um, do social distancing and quarantining. And they their their rates were lower at first. So Sweden's rates spiked and mm-hmm. then dropped. Yep. And the death rate, as opposed to who are infected and, and who how many deaths is pretty much the same or less than all the other countries that did the quarantining. Because hmm. we said in that article that we saw last week from that Israeli professor, and it's just one source, that in all those countries from Sweden who did nothing to Israel who locked everybody down, literally said, do not go out. It, it's the same curve. Well, the the Sweden spiked faster with more deaths in a shorter period of time but then once it was over with it's the same thing it's the same so the amount the the um the lethality of it is the same yeah it didn't change the mortality the infection is the same the infection rate not the rate but the infection um numbers are the same right but the mortality curve is exactly the same yeah it's just the 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 timing that's different that's all yeah so what the fuck so we're going to destroy our economy in order to what to prolong it to pro- prolong the, the the infection, that's pretty much what we're doing. Well, you know, if we all would have just stayed locked down for two weeks, it would have burned it out. Yeah, that yeah, that's how that works. That's that's exactly not how it no. works. And I'm tired of people saying you're not interested in science. You, you know, science doesn't appeal to you. You knuckle dragging. Oh my god, I was going to bring this up. Gun loving Trump Trumpite. But we had uh, someone on Facebook that uh, that I know that posted something. We got to bring this up. Okay. Go ahead. All right. So she posted this for the. Uh, so this is in response to. Um, are you going to read your response? Should I? No. All right. So this is in response to the protests that we had in Minnesota in front of the governor's mansion to open up the because the, our governor Tim Walls is ridiculous on his lockdown um, bullshit, um, trying to keep the state from functioning. Um, so there was a protest. Uh, we mentioned it, and that went pretty well. And uh, I, I went to it. And I'd say, you know, conservatively, I'd say around 2,000 people were there. The number goes up every time you tell it, though. I, I mean, conservative. I, I was saying about 2,500 when I was telling people. But I'm, for this, to be conservative, okay. I'll drop down to about 2,000. And that's not including all the people driving. That I don't know if they did multiple loops, but there was a lot of cars driving. So I don't know how many people that would make. But So the police and the media are saying 800 people showed up. Okay. Let's just say 800. Yeah, but it's just, it's just, it's bullshit is what it is. It's trying to say there's not that many people that were really, you know, um, interested. It's just assholes and, you know, the the, the wing nuts that showed up. Uh, I think 2,000 people. And then when the news uh, helicopter showed up, they showed up before it even started from 1 to 3 or something like that, 12 to 3. 11.30, there was uh, helicopter, news helicopters like circling around, and then they left before he even got into the full swing of things. So that's where they got their images. Anyway, so this person wrote, for the 800 idiots that protested at the governor's mansion that showed us all how absolutely stupid they are, Walls is as centrist as they come. He spent 24 years in the National Guard. He is a hunting and fishing intellectual who relies on facts and science to keep us safe. Take your pro-Trump, pro-traitor bullshit, screwing small businesses and shove it up your ass, you stupid people who are too dumb to walk amongst us. And I mean every single word of that. You are a bunch of nobodies and are hollow and would only care about this if you get it. Many of you will. And you better not take up any hospital beds. Not one. You don't deserve it. Well, she's right on one thing. I only care about it if I get it. <laughs> okay. I, I'm sorry. I, I can't care about everything. You know, if someone in my family gets sick with this, great. If you tell me these 113 people in Minnesota in nursing homes who've died, that's a tragedy to somebody's family. I don't, I don't know them. I don't want to say I don't care, but I don't not care. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the, the, her uh, wording on this is really dumb, too. This part where she goes, take your pro-Trump comma, 
pro-trader bullshit screwing small businesses. So basically, she wrote that as if she's speaking in their voice saying, hey, this trader, this Walls trader is screwing small businesses. He's a trader. He's so the way she wrote that is just... I think she's saying it as though we're the traders. No, no. That that's the thing. It's like it's such a it's such a poorly written screed that uh, yeah, she's take your pro Trump comma pro trader bullshit screwing small business. So she's saying us calling walls a trader who's screwing small business shove that up our ass. So she doesn't can't even write it, you know, coherently. Um so yeah, it's uh that's the attitude. It's um it's your selfish and my science and uh, and even the whole thing. Uh, he's a hunting and fishing intellectual who relies on facts. Who would fucking say that? What what fucking moron would say something like that? What what facts is she saying he relies on? Well, she didn't cite me. Well, course. other than she says he's a centrist, which is factually untrue. If yeah. you look at his voting record in Congress, he's well into the ninety percentile voting for liberal issues. Yeah, he doesn't cross the aisle. You know. So, but one and, thing. And an intellectual, I'm not saying Tim Walls is stupid, but he's not some genius intellectual powerhouse. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, she's one of those people. It's the same with the global uh, man influence, global climate change or warming or whatever the bullshit it is. It's the same thing. It's like the science is settled. 97% of scientists agree. It's all bullshit. But you're calling it science because, you know, you think that makes you sound like you've got the high ground? No. You sound like a fucking sheep. You sound like an idiot spouting bullshit. Well, I heard Jocko Willick uh, interviewed a while back on Rogan's podcast, and he said, I don't really, he said to Jocko, I don't really know where your um, politics lie. And he says, well, that's kind of based on, I, you know, he goes, I keep it that way. I want small government. I like personal freedoms, you know, things like that. But at the same time, he says, um, wh- why do we have to live in this world where if somebody's on the other side of what I like, they're the enemy and I'm supposed to hate them. You know, he yeah. goes, what if a person who likes a different presidential candidate than I do likes the same beer I do and we like a certain sport? He goes, can't we just hang out and like that? Why do we have to hate each other? And so my point with people like this is all she would have to hear is that somebody was pro-Trump or pro-open small business. And then every that person's a fucking idiot. Yeah. How does she feel about the one guy there, the one protester that showed up there? That was pro walls. It says, "Good job, walls. Keep the government shut down." And was bitching about everybody making buddy everybody unsafe. But he was standing there amongst a bunch of people, not social distancing. Was he okay? No, he murders. He murdered her grandma. Okay. What does she have to say about the hundreds of black people that protested gun violence in North Minneapolis just two days after this? Uh, hundreds that showed up weren't social distancing. They weren't at the governor's mansion. They were in North Minneapolis. I bet she wouldn't dare call them out. Uh, first of all, it was thousands because like the news media oh, told right, me right. that. No, the news media doesn't know how to handle that, so they didn't even report on that. They didn't report at all on the fact that uh, – so there was a shooting in North Minneapolis. Uh, Hundreds of people showed up. Some of them were wearing masks, but they were definitely, you know, packed together. Uh, It was held for 27-year-old Kevin Beasley, who was shot to death at a house party early Sunday near North Minneapolis. Uh, So Spike Moss spoke to the crowd, imploring the community to come together together. To, you know, we already have this curse called gunfire. We need to do something about it. Did Spike Moss take the uh, Bluetooth earpiece out of his ear when he talked? He's always got that yeah. damn thing in. Uh, Beasley's mom spoke out, quote, y'all took my king, my everything. So would, the, would this person that posted that Facebook screed against the people who, posted at the, or who protested at the governor's mansion, would she say the exact same thing about them, that they don't deserve that, that bed because they're putting people at risk? Uh uh, 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 <laughs> I'm, no, I'm imitating her brain yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. So she she has no idea when it comes to things like that. Because yeah. why should she why should she have to? Yeah. So um, you know, hating Trump is good. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not, I didn't reply to her, but I wrote out what I would have replied and I go, eh. Yeah, don't read it. It doesn't matter, so I'm not going to. But it wasn't friendly. Oh, sorry. It wasn't Spike Moss who has the earpiece in all the time. Oh, no. I got the, I have the wrong North Minneapolis activist. Sorry. My apologies. Like Spike listens. Um, Well, so I was, I was listening to Rush today and Rush is like, 
to me, he's like candy. He's good in small doses, but if you have too much of it, it's going to make you sick. Mm-hmm. Um, Wrong. Whatever. But he had some numbers from uh, Dr. I'm going to pronounce this name wrong. She's been on Fox before. It's Saphir. Or I don't think she now pronounces it Sapphire, but it looks like that. Okay. And uh, she said, she gets these numbers from the National Bureau of Economic Research, and she is a, she's a medical doctor. Um, that for every 1% of unemployment, you have a 3% increase in drug overdoses, and you have a 1% increase in suicides. So if you have 325 million people, and you have a 3% increase in drug overdoses, that right there outweighs what's died from this virus right. already. If you, if you save just one person. That's for 1%. Now we've had 20% unemployment. Okay, so that's, a, that's what, a 10% increase from what we were, we were at 10% or something like that. But for those people who are bad at math, that 10%, so when we went from 10 to 20% unemployment, is not a 30% increase in drug overdoses. It's more than that because the number compounds. Mm-hmm. So if you have 100,000 people, I'm just throwing numbers out there, uh, a 3% increase... 3,000 people. Well, if you have another 3% increase, it's not on 100,000. It's on 100,003. Or 100, yeah. 103,000. Yeah, there we go. My brain didn't want to work there for a minute. It was sounding like uh, it was doing uh, what your friend did on Facebook. It was going (laughs) up. Anyway, so the point is that the fallout from this economically is going to be way worse on people losing their jobs than it ever was going to be on people getting sick and dying. This flu has killed a lot of people. Yes, 40% of them, I think, last we checked, are in, like, New York, state of New York. And this idea that we are shutting down Minnesota over 47 people. Because these 113 people in the nursing homes, they weren't most likely going out a bunch. So we're really talking about 47 people outside of this who died. And I believe the average age of those people is 87 years old. So because 47 people of an age where you would not be surprised to to find out they died, shutting down the whole state. This is ridiculous. And and I think we talked about this last time that Tony Evers, governor from Wisconsin, had shut them down until uh, May 26th. And uh, Gretchen Whitmer, governor of Michigan, was saying you couldn't travel between your homes. You can't buy paint or seeds. Yeah. You can still get an abortion or buy alcohol and lottery tickets, but you can't, you know, do home improvement projects. Yeah, so if I'm going out to get a lottery ticket, then that's A-OK. Yeah, it's OK. Um, but now you're seeing sheriffs in these counties who are like, I'm just not enforcing this. There were three sheriffs in the U.P., uh, three county sheriffs in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan who want, they put out a joint open letter that said, we're not enforcing this stuff. Um, and now there's a, a uh, sheriff in Polk County, Wisconsin, who said that he doesn't believe you have to follow the governor's edict because it's up to him to enforce it. Uh, he says the way the law works is it's up to his judgment. So if a restaurant opens, for example... And someone complains, and he goes and checks it out and goes, no, they're being careful. Hey, just these aren't his words, but the staff is all wearing masks, and uh, they're seating people every other table. Yeah, we're good. I'm okay. And mayors of some of these towns are freaking out because they can't make people do it. Yeah, they want to force people to do And by contrast, Governor Kemp of Georgia, you know, not the right governor not the righteous governor because stacy abrams you know she had it stolen from her by the way she still has not conceded yet good for her yeah like what she think what she thinks is gonna happen you know um anyway i want someone to ask her if biden names her as his vp and i don't think he will because i don't think he's that crazy i think he's gonna go with uh uh like klobuchar kamala harris kamala harris kamala the uganda nightmare kamala kamala yeah that's no, it's uh, kamala you're right that's what Jericho Green calls her, um, the Uganda nightmare. Uh, if 
if he picks her, I want someone to say, so are you going to give up your job as governor of, of Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Kemp has now said, nope, go about your business. And there's mayors and towns realizing they can't, they can't supersede that order. So they're encouraging people to not follow what the governor said. So it's okay when, when the law is or the executive order is what you want to follow it. But when it's, but when it's not. Well, when they're righteous. You can just refuse. Like sanctuary cities for illegals. Right, exactly. You don't have to, you don't have to obey the law. I mean, these people are pointing, pointing out that the law doesn't matter to them. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a unjust law, so you don't have to obey it. Well, I believe that, and I think that uh, Evers' thing was the tipping point for this. You've had so many people come out and protest in Michigan and Wisconsin and Minnesota and states like this. This uh, this what do they call it? Gridlock protest, whatever. They're driving around in their cars, and uh, you know, yeah. Marnie and Michelle got however many people to show up for this. Um, I think that governors are starting to realize, and I didn't come up with this idea. I heard it somewhere. Um, I wish I could remember where and attribute it. But that the governors are trying to get ahead of this and going, okay, well, maybe we can talk about reopening some things. Because they're realizing that if people justify it pretty soon, they're not going to be able to control it because they, they can't. Yeah. They can't stop you. You know, they can only harass you. Right. But. Like, yeah, people are going to die. So you know, there's that. I I can't understand what your what point you're making. Yeah, exactly. You don't understand. <laughs> so just listen to the people that know best for you, and they tell you, like the governor tells you, just stay locked out for the next uh, eighteen months. <laughs> You'll be fine. Things well, will work out. And it's funny to see people's perspective change because I'm gonna guess best. <clears throat> so Best Buy just let fifty-one thousand people go for a load. And that's a well, big, they can just start working at uh, Amazon. Yeah. Because Min- Amazon's hiring. Big Minnesota company. See? Yeah, exactly. See how that works? Oh, God. Or maybe they should take up coding. Did you hear what the governor of Pennsylvania said on that? No. Oh. Someone asked him, they said, okay, so people are leaving work because they get an extra $600 to not work. Right. That's not sustainable. And he had the most smug fucking look on his face, and he goes, well... Having been a small business person myself, he goes, it's really easy to fix. He goes, you're just going to have to raise the compensation level at the people of those businesses. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> so if the government just wow. goes, if the government just goes, okay, uh, here, here's the new strategy. We want you to get $15 a minimum wage and your company is only paying you 12 So we're going to pay you $3,000 to not work. How's that? It's simple because then the businesses will be forced to raise their wages. Yeah. See how that works? Yeah. Done and done. If that guy was a small business guy, I'd love to see what he ran. And it's probably why he's what governor he, now. What he ran into the ground probably? Yes, exactly. Yeah. You're, it's amazing. I mean, the amount of stupid on that. Yeah. Capitalism says, look, let the market determine it. He's saying, well, government influences my capitalism. Mm-hmm. That that's not capitalism anymore. Nope. So he's a big dumb dummy. <laughs> but I think that these protests are finally people going, not doing this anymore. And someone I know said, I heard that people showed up armed to some of these things. Yeah, they did. Was there a problem? Did they cause a problem? No, but you know that was that was supposed to be intimidation. Goddamn right it is. Yeah, and it's and it's that's ti- what that's it's, what the Second Amendment is and for. And it's tying all your rights together, saying, "Hey, I've got the Second Amendment to protect the First Amendment." Fuck off. If you read the the writing of Madison and people like that behind the Constitution, the Second Amendment is meant to intimidate the government. Yeah, that's its not sole for purpose. Hunting. It's not even for self defense. It's it's to say to the government. Come and take my rights. I have a gun. Mm-hmm. That's what it's for. And so when they go, well, they were just trying to intimidate people. Yes, they were. Yeah. They were trying to show the governor we're not going to be sheep. Now, uh, I don't have any problem with that. But my point is when you start to amp up the pressure from the other side, from the left, and say, no, we're going to take more of your rights. We're going to lock you down farther. You're going to start to get some of those people who weren't necessarily – big gun people 
you know, start getting pushed that direction. And people who may have already been those people are just going to come farther and farther unhinged. It's like that old saying that two biggest kids on the block, sooner or later, they're going to fight. Well, if the government's going to keep pushing these gun owners, something bad is going to happen. We've said that for over a year now. So I just think it's funny that people on the left will say people showed up with guns and that was meant to be intimidating. Oh, but someone using the full power of the government to tell you to stay in your home, that's that's okay with you? Yeah, Yeah. because it's for your own good. So also speaking of uh, government overstepping and using the force of uh, force of violence against its citizens, there's um, a story about a Maryland guy who was killed in a no-knock SWAT raid. Do you hear about this? Yeah, you told me. Um, but for the benefit of our listening audience, yeah, uh, there's not a lot about this yet, so we'll keep keep on top of it. But um, he lived with he was 21 and he lived with his girlfriend. At his parents' home, and his brother, who was 19, lived there also. So his whole family lived there. Nobody had criminal records. I think he may have had a juvenile record, this guy, which precluded him from owning guns. Is But this isn't, you know, I, I don't know for sure because the reporting on this is very scant. But um, he had made a couple posts about getting ready for the boogaloo. So he showed off a rifle that he had. And uh, and said, hey, you know, the I'm getting ready for the boogaloo, and that, if that that's a term that's been uh, kind of bandied about on forums with uh, survivalists and 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 um, gun guys and and uh, even some you know like the nutty types, you know, well, like the supremacist types. Checking with uh, checking with Google here, it says the boogaloo refers to several genres of American popular music and dance in the yeah. late 1960s. Boogaloo can also refer to Latin boogaloo, or boogaloo is a funk dance, a social dance, a street dance art form popular in Oakland, California. Oh, okay. So maybe the guy was just going out to see some dancing. Yeah, it's ready for the boogaloo. Yeah. So it's just a meme that's been started by by uh, the survivalist types and the that when when the shit hits the fan, basically the end of the world, the Tia Tawaki, the end of the world as we know it. Uh, or when civil war erupts, they're ready for it. They're ready for the boogaloo. They're just basically calling it a dance party for them, right? It's just a it's a joke. It's a meme. So this guy posts that. Well, I guess somebody got upset about that and told uh, law enforcement. Law enforcement deemed that he was he was enough of a threat that they would get a warrant, a no knock warrant, which means that they just show up and bust in, and you know that's when they they can throw the flashbangs through the window and slam open the doors and. You know, they'll scream out, hey, police, 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 after they deafen you with a flashbang. But, you know, whatever. At least they're announcing themselves, right? So, according to the witnesses, his parents and the girlfriend, pregnant girlfriend, by the way, according to them, they didn't hear any alert that it was police, didn't hear any commotion other than the banging and the gunfire that killed him and wounded his pregnant girlfriend. That's the first thing they heard of the police. They didn't hear them announce themselves. That's that's the eyewitness reports. Of course, they're his family, so, you know, whatever. Um, but there's probably some cam footage. I would imagine SWAT has to wear body cams just like any other police officer, right? I don't know. Yeah. So there's probably some footage. So, But the police decided this is that it was flawlessly executed, and they did the 430 no-knock raid, and they announced themselves and when they went into his bedroom or whatever that he was ready standing there with a rifle fully ready to shoot them and they took him out that's that's their story uh whereas the girlfriend who was wounded in the gunfire said no he was sleeping he was in bed he had shot while he was laying in bed wow <laughs> so if that is true i mean is this what you want is this what you want what you want your government that, that kind of power in the government's hands this guy was, by all uh, accounts and all social media accounts, wasn't a threat. He was a computer programmer, kind of a nerdy guy, was into guns, yes, and, um, you know, the survivalist mindset or whatever like that, but wasn't actually planning on doing anything. It wasn't, they're saying he was possibly part of the three percenters, which is like a m- militia group or a loosely knit militia group. But even if he was, which I don't even know if he was, but even if he was, those guys don't espouse going out and kicking off the boogaloo, you know? Yeah. They're, they're not they're not going to do that so this guy was not a threat so what made them think that it was really important to at 4 30 in the morning go into a house with a bunch of innocent people that have no criminal records and and basically risk everybody's everybody's life by doing this that it was so important that he was on the verge of doing something that would have made that justified 
was that a Latin boogaloo or more of an urban <laughs> boogaloo? I I can see if he said time to start the boogaloo or something like that. Yeah, he said getting ready for the boogaloo. So Montgomery County Police claim his name is uh, Lemp. What's his name? Uh, Duncan Lemp. They say he confronted the SWAT. So uh, they said he confronted the officers, did not elaborate on the circumstances. They said they recovered three rifles and two handguns from handguns from the from the house. A friend told a friend of Lemp told ABC News that Lemp was a libertarian. His social media accounts show an interest in cryptocurrency and guns. ABC News also reported that Lemp posted on militia forums, although Lemp's attorney denied he was a militia mem- member. Um, yeah, so even if he was, these militias, if they're not actively espousing the overthrow of the government, but if they're preparing for, you know, civil war, preparing for a breakdown of society, you can't blame them. Even the left is doing that now. You can espouse the overthrow of the government. That there's nothing. But you can't plan it, like actively plan to go, like, you know, assassinate political people. You know, that's that's what they're expecting from these militias right. are doing, and they're not doing that. Um, but they're saying, yeah, if the, if the government oversteps its bound, absolutely overthrow it. Yeah. Um, and like you said before, that's the government should be afraid of its citizens. It's meant to be. Yeah. Um, so there's also, uh, yeah. So in a tweet Friday, the American Civil Liberties Union of Maryland demanded that the Montgomery County Police Department release body camera footage of the incident. So if there is, um, and also they were saying there's other reports and I, I tried to find this and I couldn't find it, but there was other reports that he did have a booby trap in the house that he had booby-trapped a room with a shotgun and that it was meant to go off when the door was opened, like, but not aiming at the door. It was just supposed to go off and, like, shoot the, I guess, the uh, shotgun in the air or something, like, to scare the intruder. And then his girlfriend, supposedly, while she was bleeding from being shot, told one of the officers that was going to go in the room that that room was booby-trapped to be careful. No, but I can't find that. I'm here. This is um, Michael Malice, who was kind of a... He wrote, uh, he's kind of an expert on North Korea. He wrote a couple books about North Korea called, uh, what, uh, not Dear Leader or something like that. Okay. But he's uh-huh. kind of a media personality, kind of a out there guy. Uh, he was interviewed by Glenn Beck about this. That's where I first heard about it on the radio. And then I looked it up, but uh, the interview is gone. They scrubbed it from Facebook. So it was on Facebook for about, I don't know, half a day before Facebook scrubbed it, got rid of it. Um so I couldn't find that interview. And then when I looked it up, um, other sites like, uh, what's the site I'm looking at right now? Reason. Um, they don't, there's not a lot of info on this. So I don't know where he got the info about, I mean, this one doesn't even say anything about the boogaloo. That was from Michael Malice's report. So it's like, I'm, I'm going to keep on top of this and, and report more. But there are instances, there's no-knock raids that were at the wrong house that have happened before. There's a no-knock raid where the where the SWAT team threw a flashbang that landed in a crib, and permanently maimed the baby. Ugh. Yeah, and they they there was a settlement for that one. There's another there's other stories of no-knock raids where some of the officers going towards the house or whatever went through a neighbor's yard and shot the neighbor's dogs for because the dogs obviously they're going through their yard and got attacked. There's other stories of other of kids getting shot in the process of these no-knock raids where you know, innocent people are involved. It's like, do we really want the state milit- militarized police force doing these? No. Yeah. Oh, and then people go, well, you wouldn't say that if it was like, if you thought it was a drug den and it was black people. No, I absolutely would say there's other ways to enforce that, those kind of laws. There's ways to keep that from happening in the first place. Yeah, arrest them and put them yeah. in jail. You don't give this militarized... Um, non-constitutional power to local government and the police force. You don't do that. Well, it, it is constitutional, isn't it? Didn't they go get a warrant and all that? Yeah, but uh, I think it, it basically it's like constitutional to the fact where they, like the, the like down the line, they keep, there's amendments, there's things that, it's not, it's not to the, um, the spirit of the law at this point. They well, have a no-knock raid. I understand that they're saying, hey, this guy may be dangerous. We're putting officers' lives at risk if we don't just bust in. I, I get that. I understand that argument. But you're also putting the lives of innocent people at risk, too. Mm-hmm. You know, why can't you wait, put this guy under surveillance, wait till he leaves and arrest him? Well, there's a case where a guy, they executed, I can't remember where this state this was, but they executed a no-knock raid. He was alone. No, he was he was watching his daughter. His daughter was in the bedroom. 
Um, he heard some banging, he said, on the front door, so he ran to his daughter's bedroom, retrieved his gun, his gun, chambered around, and laid on the floor and pointed the gun at the door. And then he heard more banging, 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 and all of a sudden the police stormed into the bedroom and he shot the, the lead officer and ended up getting a bullet through or around the vest, killed him. Went to prison, got the death penalty, and then finally he ended up getting released from prison. Because they're saying, you know, he was saying he never heard them announce they were police. And they said, well, we were announcing police. So, like I said before, if you're throwing a flashbang and there's a lot of commotion, you think you think you can make sense of what's being shouted? Well, and there's there's a lot of ring doorbells now, too. Yeah. And those things have got to capture some of this stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not anti-police. I'm not anti-SWAT, even. You need, it's nice to, it's good to have a SWAT um, response team for certain circumstances, but uh, this doesn't sound like on the up and up. Now, I could be wrong. I'll I'll, I'll keep um, looking into this, but there are cases where these no-knock raids were bullshit. If you you think this guy is truly dangerous, I mean, and if you've got some more information other than he posted, you know, ready for the boogaloo on social media, if you have something else that sounds concrete other than, hey, he was arrested as a car thief when he was 16 years old, that just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. You know, when we've got de Blasio turning people loose and they're recommitting crimes and then you just let them go again. Yeah. They say if he had some sort of um, record that said he couldn't have guns because of his ju- juvenile record and he posted on social media showing the gun. Well, there he goes. He's a owner illegally owning a gun. Well, I mean, I wonder how many other people post illegal owning guns that are like drug offenders that have guns that they don't do no knock raids on or. Because they don't think he's a danger. Is it because the guy posted libertarian, anti-government, or small government rants? Okay, well, let's wait until he leaves his house and arrest him. Yeah. Don't kick in his door and try and kill everybody in the house. Yep. So. so. Um, right. I wanted to uh, wanted to point out one more thing before I get into this uh, next topic. I saw a story on the news about, well, you know what? Let's do our Would You Rather because right. this is more of a. This is a longer topic Let's than I'm going to make. Let's do some would-you-rathers. These are not pre-selected would-you-rathers. No. Crow did not go through the book and get rid of any boring ones. Yeah, so I would go, oh, that's stupid, and then have Rooster go, no, now you have to read it. Yes, exactly. So that so, didn't happen. So would you rather have Steve Jobs or Bill Gates' private journals? Uh, well, you want Bill Gates' ones because you think he's got a whole plan on Yeah, he's a lizard person. <laughs> Uh, I think Steve Jobs would be more interesting because he's crazy as shit. That's true. That probably would be interesting. It he probably be, is one of those guys that writes in the margins. It would like, be stuff like, remember to buy more turtlenecks. Yeah, and then he, then he write around the edges of every page when he fills up the page. Do these jeans make my ass look big? <laughs> All right. Uh, would you rather be able to do any dance move perfectly or impersonate anyone's voice? Oh, anyone's voice. Yeah, I would too. The dance moves are kind of cool when your kids like play Fortnite and stuff like that, but no, anyone's voice. At a certain age, you're going to look retarded no matter how perfectly you do a dance move. It's that Chris Rock joke, the guy who's too old for the club. He goes, he's not too old. He's just too old for the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that impersonation would be awesome. Yeah. Voice. And if you can impersonate any voice, that means you can impersonate any accent too. Yeah. Would Would you just use that like crazy? Would you just call from like burner phones, call people's houses and stuff? Oh, all the time. Like, there would be no end to the fun I would have. Oh, I'd be that. fucking with people left and right. I would quit my job to do that. <laughs> you could quit your job with that kind of a talent, probably. Oh, you could. Yeah. yeah. Calling up, like, uh, um, all the famous people in Hollywood, you know? <laughs> and they'd be like, seriously? Yeah, you're like, this is me. Yeah. <laughs> I need help. you got to come to 38 and 5th to bail me out, man. <laughs> yeah. Get me out of trouble here. But, I mean, you could even, like, if you could impersonate, like, uh, just pick somebody famous. Anybody. Who, me? Yeah. William Shatner. If you could if you could impersonate William Shatner's wife's voice, you know, <laughs> they'll send money. <laughs> That's sad because she died in a swimming pool accident. That was years ago. He's had like four wives since then. Okay. Monster. <laughs> okay, next one. Would you rather only have friends the opposite gender or the same gender as you? Same. Well, that's a bullshit question. What about the many genders of this world? I need this phone so I can't throw it at you. <laughs> There's nothing else that would hurt. I'm not going to answer that uh, misogynist uh, question. 
Isn't it full of patriarchy? It's not a misogynist question. Uh, uh, if you hate all genders, aren't you a like? This is this is just uh, conforming to the standards of the misogynist white male patriarchy in this country, and I'm, I refuse to answer that question. As a proud woman of color, I refuse to answer that. Okay. Uh, would you rather not be able to find a job for two years or work a job that violates your principles? I'm not big on uh, violating principles. Yeah, I, so. would, I would rather have a job. You know you know how fucking bitter and angry you'd always be if you had a job that you fucking think was basically evil? No. Oh, thanks. Well, go ahead and tell us. I would do that. Uh, I was like, it's my stapler. My stapler. <laughs> that guy finally burned the place down. So that's what you're saying you're going to do at your current job? <laughs> no, I like my current job. I left my other job. Why are you winking? My old job, I probably would have done that at. So. Yeah, your boss at your old job is a dick. All right, one more. Would you rather have a celebrity follow you back on Instagram or your crush send you a Facebook friend request? Seriously, isn't wasn't your boss at your old job a dick? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Nobody likes him. No. Nobody <laughs> likes you, old boss. <laughs> okay. Would I rather what? Have a celebrity that follows you back on Instagram or, or a crush send you a Facebook friend request? Well, I'm not on Instagram, um, but if I was, I would think I would rather have a celebrity follow me back because a, a crush on Facebook, Facebook friend requests are nothing. Yeah, People they don't send those anything. out to everybody. Yeah, celebrity following you back would be probably kind of fun. Be a little kick. You'd be like, ah, oh, guess who followed me? If you if you think Ryan Gosling, <laughs> if you think that would be weird, <laughs> William Shatner, <laughs> uh, Shatner's wife. Uh, if if you were sitting there at your computer and a friend request came back from like your crush from high school or college or something like that, and you were like, ooh, then you're just pathetic. There's a problem. Yeah, and it came in while you were pining for her. Because it was probably someone who just goes, oh, yeah, I knew that person. And they're friends with 14 other people I know from high school. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Is that it? That's it. Okay. So this minor story that I saw recently is going to lead into a bigger story. Um, But I I got into it with a friend about um, Wisconsin farmers nearby dumping milk. And they're like, oh, what a waste. These people dumping it, you know, and they should be giving that milk away to poor people. And I said, listen, the reason they're dumping the milk is there's more milk coming than they can get rid of. Like, well, they should just bottle it and give it to somebody. Well, okay, the dairy farmers don't bottle it. It's got to be pasteurized. It's got to be all that stuff. And those places that do that, most of which gets converted to cheese and not milk, because most of it gets sold to, want to guess? Anyone? Anyone? France. Restaurants. <laughs> How many beers have you had? France only likes stinky cheese. So if restaurants aren't buying it, the places that are processing for cheese aren't selling as much cheese. So they're having to try and give that away, which is not as easy as it sounds. And if they're going to convert to producing more milk, that costs them a couple weeks' time doing it. So they're asking dairy farmers to cut back on their production. But the point is, there's all this milk in the pipeline that they can't use. They can't sit there. They can't store it. And unpasteurized milk doesn't last very long. I remember not too long ago, it was a few years ago, where there was a big uh, kerfuffle over uh, these small like hobby farms selling um, unpasteurized milk to people. people Raw show milk. Up, yeah, people would show up and they'd, they'd, because it was supposed to have all kinds of health benefits and they'd sell it to them and then the... the State, the government cracked down on that because yeah. the busybodies got involved. Well, so that's unsafe. Yeah. yeah, so you can't decide if that's it's safe your own or protection. not. Yeah. And then uh, Tim Walls set up a milk narking line, <laughs> so you can call and say, "My neighbor drank unpasteurized milk." And they have another one. They have smart fridges now that uh, if you eat food past its date, they call the government. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you don't, if you don't social distance. So if you open up that fridge and are looking through it and somebody else starts rooting through the fridge, no, no, sir. If you got a bottle of ketchup in there that you bought for that uh, cookout that you had a couple years ago and you haven't gotten rid of it, as soon as you touch it, the feds show up. As soon as you take pineapple and put it on a pizza, the feds get called. Well, that that's a capital offense. <laughs> I figured you'd say that. I love pineapple on pizza. There's no such thing. 
Then it's not pizza is what you're saying? Fine. Whatever you call it, it's awesome. It's stupid. <laughs> uh, so anyway, then there was another story about uh, these produce farmers. And it showed their fields like peppers and squash and all this stuff just in huge piles. We're talking piles like twice the size of a bus. And it's just sitting there and it's going to rot because there's no one demanding it because most of this food goes to restaurants. And if restaurants aren't open, other than takeout, if their business is down by 80%, they're not buying it. And again, these people say, well, they should send that food to Africa. Who's going to do it? You know, you need infrastructure to pick this stuff up and get it there. And produce getting to Africa, not going to keep Dude, we have two medical ships, one in the harbor of New York and one in the harbor of California that are pretty much empty. We could fill all those boats up. The Mercy is one of them. Fill them up and send them overseas. Do you know Repurpose long, them. Do you know how long they took to sail just to where they were going? Yeah. Took forever. Yeah, and then they have all of like nine beds being taken. Yeah. And they converted them to COVID ships because... Well, they, they converted them to emergency runoff ships. So basically, supposedly the COVID, co- COVID, the COVID was real bad. And it was supposed to be real bad. So bad that regular patients were supposed to spill over into these ships. And it never happened. Because the regular patients aren't coming to the ER. Yeah. Because they don't want to get sick. So, but, so this morning, my wife and I are watching the news. And they, they started talking about how, well, now... They're going to have starvation on a biblical level in some of these third world countries that were teetering on the brink anyway. Yeah, you're right, you are. And I don't mean that like, ha, screw you. You're like, you stopped the means of production of everything. The, the largest economy in the world that had the highest percentage of, of charity in the world, you've basically struck a, a huge blow to the economy and the people's ability to have that um, uh, disposable income to, yeah. to use for charity. If you took a huge bullet and people are going to die because of that, people are going to starve, are literally going to starve, become, now maybe not in America, but other places they will. Um, but that's okay. Uh, according to whatever this woman that, uh, that wrote Facebook, that were the assholes for wanting to open up government, though, because, uh, you know, because we want people to die. Well, we won't starve here. We'll just, uh, we'll OD and kill ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, shoot ourselves in the brain with our guns we shouldn't have, you yeah. know. Because all those people who are going to kill themselves weren't going to do it if they didn't didn't get guns. Right. They wouldn't jump off a bridge or anything like that. Yeah, wouldn't hang themselves in their shower, all that stuff. Oh, wait, that's something different. <laughs> um, I, I just I thought it was stupid that people don't see the downstream effect of this thing. You know, people don't want to see cause and effect. They, If you turn the large economy off... Well, and then I love how they say we're we're uh, fear mongering or we're hyperventilating or being hyperbolic, and we couldn't know, couldn't possibly know. But what the fuck has been going on for the last month with the media and and, and with people fear mongering bullshit and it all turning out to be false or having to revise quote unquote their numbers? Well, uh, Matt Christensen called it fear porn. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, so what sounds more like fear mongering? We need to get our businesses opening opened. We need to get this economy going. Or step outside, you're going to kill grandma. Yeah. And I'm not exaggerating. That's what a lot of people are saying. Oh, absolutely. Like you're putting, uh, Tim Walls said it. He goes, you're putting my, you know, my 100-year-old grandmother-in-law, excuse me, to at risk, you know. Yeah. And that's but not if I, true. But if I dare bring up the fact that people are going to die because of the economic um, uh, hardship, you just uh, dismiss that. Out of thought. It's like, do you see what a fucking hypocrite you are? Fuck you. Look, Tim, if you want to make your 100-year-old grandmother-in-law safe, you better get her out of that damn nursing home. Mm-hmm. You know, bring her back to your house. Don't yeah. let her go outside. Yep. So, uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about was, did you watch the Ben Ben Crenshaw video of... Dan Bil- Crenshaw? Dan Crenshaw on... Uh, with Bill Maher. Bill Maher has his show... Yes. Real Time with Bill Maher. Is that the one? Yeah. So, and he brought on uh, Dan Crenshaw... Uh, representative from Texas, yep. and Crenshaw mopped the floor with him. Yeah, and it was polite. He wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't sticking his finger in his eye or anything like that. And Bill Maher was very gracious to him at first. He was, he wasn't really sucking up, but he was being, he was letting Crenshaw know he's a fan. Um, and he said, okay. You know, and then he started in all the Trump stuff, and Crenshaw let him start, and then he jumps in and says, okay, wait a second. 
and he went through the timeline with him and it left Mar with nothing. You know, he was, no, he, just, was, he was, he was actually like, you could see he was flustered and staggered by this. He kept looking to the side. Like, I don't know where he was looking, like up onto the side. I noticed, like, I don't know if he was looking to somebody for help or if he was just trying to get his thoughts together. Um, and then he kind of like do this fish gaping with his mouth. Like, like he'd start saying something, but he wouldn't start. He'd just open his mouth like, uh, and then Crenshaw let's continue on. And so he was actually giving Bill Maher, from what I saw, opportunities to interject. And Bill Maher couldn't, had nothing to fucking say. Well, and it was, he was just saying, look, on the day that we did the, uh, the day after we did the, or Trump did the, uh, the immigration embargo from, stopped immigration from China. The day after that, Nancy Pelosi, the only bill she put on the floor was one about uh, banning flavored tobacco yeah and he goes i know that because i was there for it he goes that's what we wanted to do so don't tell me that the president didn't act fast enough when the speaker of the house didn't want to address it and then did you see pelosi interviewed on uh uh the fox sunday morning show what's that called with chris wallace uh no i didn't see it anyway she he said hey i want to play a clip for you of you in Chinatown. Oh, yeah. You know, I did see this. Did you see what she said? Yeah, it was it was he goes, ridiculous. Wasn't wasn't aren't you dismissing this? She goes, No. Ra- racism. She goes, I'm trying to show that you can be out in uh and you shouldn't be persecuting Chinese people. Yeah, I wanted to counter the racist um yeah. lies and and and, and uh, what did she say? I don't know specific, but basically calling Trump a racist, and she went to counter racist attacks on on Chinese people and show, you know, and, and you know what? Chinese people are handling this so much better than everybody else. We can learn from them. It's it's documented how well they're handling the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, just utter nonsense. So. Yeah. And then, yeah, another thing uh, uh, he Mar brought up about the about the shutting down the borders, like, yeah, but they're still, they still let in 40,000 people after that. And Crenshaw's like, American citizens, green card holders. Uh, what do you want to do with American citizens? You gonna tell them they can't come home? Yeah. So that that made Mars shut up too. Yeah, he had him every. I mean, he was looking. Yeah, and I've had my issues with Dan Crenshaw in the past. We've he talked was looking, about it. Dare I say it? Very presidential. Mm-hmm. Not Tucker presidential, but Tucker's um, never gonna run for president. Yeah, but I hate to, I hate I've, to I've had my issues with Crenshaw. I like him generally. He's some some stuff like there's some Second Amendment shit that bothered me. There's a couple other times where. I go, you you better clarify that, dude, because that did not sound good. But uh, this was really good. You like Trump, though, right? Yeah, same thing with Trump. There have been some times where you're like, "Mm, dude, you better clean that up. Yep, yep. Like Confefe. I love (laughs) Confefe. I still want to know what that was. I still think that was him, like, trolling them. I'm just going to throw a fake word out there. Or maybe misspelling and going, fuck it. (laughs) I love it. Sounds good. But it was just a one-word text, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Probably butt, butt sent it. <laughs> Put his back pocket, sat down. Yeah. So, what do you got? Um, I have a story about, well, there's uh, tech companies are rushing to develop AI social distancing enforcement tools. You hear about this? No. So, uh, this is from InfoWars. So oh, God. Take it for what it's worth. But I love how he's got the, frogs gay. the subtitle is Welcome to the Prison Planet. And they show this technology they're coming up with. There is um, a California software developer, uh, Landing AI, has created video surveillance software that watches people and sounds an alarm if they get too close to one another. And they have like a video clip of it playing. And it basically puts these little boxes around people, puts them in boxes, liberals. Um, and then when they get too close, the boxes turn red. And then if they're far enough away, they stay green. But if enough of them get together and they're turning red, then it will alert the authorities to send them out to go handle it and by authorities i mean probably drones with uh, some sort of suppressing agent that will make people docile (laughs) which is the future like like what is it miranda on serenity yeah miranda (laughs) Miranda. so if you haven't if you don't know that reference uh watch serenity it's a great movie this is i mean seriously i was laying in bed the other night thinking and not the matthew mcconaughey serenity serenity the Joss Whedon. I think I'm going to go back to, um, I'm going to go back to having a flip phone. Yeah. Yeah. Without all the, without all the smarts. I don't use, I don't use the GPS locator on my phone. I just never have because I've got one in my car. I know where that's going. Um, but I just, I don't really need it. 
And so all I ever use my phone for is stuff like having a, uh, an easy access to my email, which I could use my laptop for. Because I don't – look, I don't have to get into my email all the time. Yeah. I do shit on my phone because my phone is always there. Yeah, I couldn't survive at this point without my GPS. Well, yeah, but you get lost. My di- directional dyslexia would You've been to in. my house a hundred times. Yeah, I'd still wait And you find can't it. find my house. No. So a similar technology is already being induced, introduced by, by Amazon in its warehouses with the company threatening workers with the sack if they violate social distancing guidelines. Police in Westport, Connecticut are also going to be testing a pandemic drone that monitors citizens' temperatures from almost 200 feet away and detects sneezing and coughing as well as heart and breathing rates. Uh, developed by Dragonfly Inc., the software loaded onto the drone cameras also identifies individuals whose safe distance areas turn red if they do get too close also. So, you know, hey, awesome. Prison planet. Have you seen those um, those masks that people wear that are like, uh, they slightly distort your face? They're like clear. And so people have started wearing those no. in places now because the facial, re- facial recognition wow. won't work on it? Yeah. Well, I can see why. Yeah. And well, then half, more than half the technology has like, a, a, what is it, programmed backdoors for China to watch? <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, it, it disturbs me that they're talking about we're not going to be able to open until we've got, you know, tracking. So, in other words, they want to test you. And if you've had the virus, they want to be able to track where you've been so they can track the people you're with. And what they don't realize is people don't have to submit to that. If they say, all right, well, you need to get tested so you can go back out there, you can say, you you can't do that to me. You can't compel me to, yeah. you know, and there's... There are going to be very few courts that are going to uphold that. The Supreme Court's not going to uphold it. Nope. So, so, speaking of which, thing I'm looking forward to most when uh, Trump gets reelected, replacing Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. Yep. Because then it's reasonable governance from then on. Yeah, hope so. So, hope so too. No, that doesn't mean I want her to die. I think she should retire. Too busy doing her workout videos. Yeah, yeah that, that the young men can't keep up with. Yeah, because exactly. it's so str- uh, strenuous. I would, I want to see someone do like the you know they there's uh, people on there on YouTube all the time who will say, I took the Navy. Uh, well, not the Navy. I mean the real military. The, I took the um, I took the that's a joke for some of my Navy friends. Uh, I took the Marine Corps. Uh, fitness test or I took the army fitness test or whatever the navy seal fitness test uh so it's like these people who are crossfit people and stuff taking it i want to see somebody in shape go i took the ruth bader ginsburg exercise test <laughs> i'll be like this isn't even hard yeah do you think she could do a push-up of course not no way not even a girl push-up half the country can't do push-ups yeah so sad all right what all else right. you got well uh there is I don't know if I want to get into this, but my favorite author, um, oh yeah, Larry Korea, he posted about. Well, I thought you were going to say Anne Rice. Yeah, uh, he posted. I know I've talked about it in the past. Um, Stephanie, what's her name? It's uh, the Twilight Myers. Is, is that yeah, her name? isn't she? Isn't she one of your close, close, close second? Okay. Um, she writes good fight scenes. I hear. So he posted. Um, his wife posted. On, she's got a Facebook account. Uh, Larry Korea's wife and she posted that she has cancer um, so he posted and I'll, I'll this is what she said so he posted this about her he goes so my wife just posted this she goes so here's the thing I have cancer at least my doctor believes I have cancer but we can't know for sure until the lump is removed from my breast and we get the test results back that can't happen for as long as this lockdown continues because the government has decided that in spite of what I or my doctor think I don't need that surgery right now. I'm not alone in my situation. There are literally hundreds of thousands of people who are blocked from access to the care that we need. Please, please stop behaving as if the only reason people want this to end is so that we can hang out with our friends or go get our hair done. Most of us are worried about our health, our jobs, and our families who depend on us being able to do what we need to do every day. No one is forcing anyone to break your self-quarantine. We just want freedom to do what we need to do before our lives are destroyed. And so Larry comes back in and said, this is Larry again. Yeah, this is why I've been so damned angry every time some smug asshole shares a meme about how people just want to go back to work for filthy money and don't care about killing grandma. Fuck that tired class warfare bullshit. 
No, I just want my wife to get the surgery she needs before something that should be treatable kills her. But she's not allowed to, governor's orders, even though her hospital sits mostly empty and the surgeon would love to do it because you know all those diseases that normally kill people suddenly stopped because we're worried about this new one. And I know we're not alone. I've said much about this for weeks now, but Bridget decided, that's his wife, decided to talk about it today, so screw it. Yeah, let's get this bullshit over with. And spare me your fucking bullshit internet epidemiology degree granted to you by the University of Clickbait. You don't know shit. <laughs> that's good. We all know you don't know shit. Shut the fuck up. We don't live in a hot spot. We don't live in New York City. What do our doctors know? The governor has spoken. He's in Utah, by the way. Yeah. Oh, now you've ratted him out. Then people quote the fucking odds and the mortality rate of the disease. And they always, always reach for the stars on that. Scarier the better. Only even if this is the weakest kind of cancer, the odds. And so he's talking about they're saying, oh, she's got good odds because, you know, the mortality rate. So he goes, even if this is the weakest kind of cancer, the odds that fucking around and not removing it will kill her are worse than even your worst case numbers on the virus. But, oh, party is science. If it saves one life, fuck all the others. I'm sick and fucking tired of listening to healthy assholes who have savings or who work from home, lording it over people who've lost their jobs, businesses, or are trying to figure out how to feed their kids. Yeah, stay the fuck home. Awesome. But shut the fuck up while you're doing it. We are too. And everybody else is tired of your ignorant virtue signal. Spare me your discussion. I don't care about your stupid ass opinion. Any smug asshole who says stupid shit, I'll fucking nuke. I've got no patience for your sanctimonious tripe today. He's talking about people that comment on his... And he goes, he edited it saying, because somebody probably responded about, uh, he goes, the Utah governor didn't just ban elective surgery, it banned anything that's not urgent, which is apparently even dumber because this thing isn't actually killing you this minute. We will just wait until it gets really bad and dangerous to do anything because that makes all sorts of sense. Larry has a, an ability um, to, to, you know, distill it down to a, 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 a very uh, cogent point and he, and he uses swearing very effectively, I think. What's funny is he won't swear in person. No, he's, he's a very nice person, very yeah. laid back. And when not. when we met him, I tried to get him to, I tried to get him to uh, sign a book, and put this fucking guy, <laughs> and he goes, "How about I write this? Ah, oh, this guy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it's great. He he does this. Uh, he Larry wrote a post quite a few years ago about gun control that is, I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, it's just point by point by point, and it's got like it's it's very funny too. Um, so yeah, if you're, if you're into, um, you know, escapist stories about, uh, you know, um, heroes and villains and science fiction and fantasy and all that kind of stuff, check out his stuff. And he's a good writer. But the, he makes great points here. The great point about the, um, shutting down the hospitals, all these hospitals are empty. You got these fucking doctors and nurses making these TikTok video dance videos because they have all the time in the world to choreograph fucking dance scenes, I guess. Did you see the one about, the? The, I'm using air quotes here, the nurses who blocked protesters. Yeah, I see why you used uh, air quotes because nobody who knows, knows who for the sure if they're nurses. Were. Yeah, probably weren't. They weren't interviewed. They refused to answer any questions. Yeah, the male and a female that stood out in scrubs and sunglasses and masks and stood in front of traffic that was protesting, that was trying to drive around uh, in a protest. And actually, there were regular people in those cars, too, that were not protesters that were like, get the fuck out of the way. But yeah. I'm I'm interested. I mean, I think I know where this goes, but I'm interested in the legal opinion of if you are blocking the road, right? If you if you're wantonly standing in the road blocking someone, and someone who's urgently trying to get somewhere loses it, gets out of their car, and beats the shit out of you, who who's in trouble there? Legally, yeah. I, I suspect the guy who beats the shit out of the person blocking the car. Yeah, but there's a there's a there's a um. If you have an emergency situation. There's a legal term called the assumption of risk, you know? Yeah. So if I'm at a bar with you and I'm nose to nose with you calling you names and all this stuff and everything and I, I, you know, don't spit at you or anything, but I'm right there and I'm, and then you just haul off and break my nose. Yeah, if you're instigating. Yeah. I mean, I can sort of, a, I can sue you for assault, but you can also say, look, this guy was right in front of me telling me what he was going to do and all this stuff. And so... There's at-risk behavior, you know. Um, part of the reason uh, you can't necessarily sue public pools when they put up, hey, no lifeguard. You can try and sue them, but you're not going to get anywhere because 
They say, well, you know, I it was unsafe. And yeah, well, if you if you swim swimming here, is an it could be dangerous. Activity. Yeah, just like standing in the middle of the road could be a dangerous activity. Yeah, so I wonder. I don't know. And even then, is it going to help? But the fact that the all the reports have been that uh, these brave nurses or doctors took time out of their busy schedule to to show how important it is to to, to social distance and to, and to counter protest these protesters that want to open everything up. It's like so taking it at face value that these people weren't just LARPing as nurses or doctors. What is LARPing? Live action role playing. Hmm. You do a lot of that? Nope. <laughs> Damn dirty LARPers. Certainly not during the lockdown. You know why? As LARPers! <laughs> Coronavirus! Takes care of everything. That's your favorite singer, isn't it? Cardi B. Yeah. She's a, she's a vision. She's stunning and brave. She's uh, an American treasure. Yeah. All right, you got anything else? That's it. Just uh, leave you with this. Donald Trump, don't trust China. China is asshole. Because <laughs> we didn't talk about China today. I've been ranting and railing against China for the last couple episodes. I have an article that, once again, Raven sent me that I have to, it's pretty good, but it's by H.R. McMaster, um, talking about their first trip to China and China's philosophy about this stuff. So I will bring that up next time. Oh, good. If you want to get in contact with us, it's uh, rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. Check us out on the Facebook page. Like, share, rate, all that stuff. Comment. We appreciate it. See you. Bye.